raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favourite things. Yes, favourites is the segment, and I always look forward to uh, having a chat each week with a celebrity, and uh, this one in particular is one I'm very fond of. Uh, We've spoken many times over the journey. He's always just got boundless energy and just a a good, fun bloke to chat to, and it's Izzy Dye. G'day, Izzy. G'day, Si. Thanks very much. I'm I'm glad I'm in your favourite group. That that makes me feel honoured. Well, it's it's always good to chat to you. You've, you've always been uh, like I, I don't like the word survivor, but it is sort of true to it to a point. You yeah. like you've 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 not sort of um, actually. You know, you've just come up with a great idea. So we might have Australia's musical survivors. Now that'd be a good TV show, wouldn't it? That'd be good, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and me and Phil would be up the top end, mate. Exactly. It will throw Barry Crocker <laughs> in there, and uh, absolutely, mate. You know, it's, it's amazing that you talked about. But the other day. Uh, I had um, I was at Australia Day having a, um, a barbecue at Normie Rose Place on the Gold Coast. He's now living up here, and of course, on, on the same at the same day, we had people like Tony Healy from the Ex Commotion days. We had Digger Ravel, who's an old rock and roller. Tony Worsley, the old fifties and sixties rock and roll guy. So we, it's sort of again, we're all standing around talking, saying, "Oh my God, we've all been in the business for over sixty years each, each yeah. one of us," and. It's sort of we are all survivors, mate, and it's a it's a great honour to be still doing what we love doing all those years ago, mate. It's terrific. Well, I'm currently archiving. <laughs> I got uh, when Bert and Patty uh, moved from uh, from uh, well moved house. Uh, they needed to do a bit of a clear out of some boxes of stuff that was in the garage, and Patty was going to oh. get it all just chucked in a, a big skip. And I went down and uh, and collected a whole bunch of videotapes, and I'm archiving oh, at the moment, putting fantastic. up on putting up on YouTube. The Bert Newton shows from uh, the, from his year at Channel Seven in 1989 when he was oh, up against Ray Martin doing a, a midday yep. show. And I remember that. And so it's it's fabulous to see uh, people like yourself and well, just mentioned Barry Crocker and all, all those other guys uh, making appearances on there. So I, I, I get quite the buzz when uh, I stick a tape in, hit record, and and up comes Izzy Dye doing a number. Oh, thanks, mate. Look, I, I remember. Look, I, I I do remember Bert so fondly because. When I very, very first Bert, met Bert, which back in uh, – look, I met him in the 60s when he was on radio, but by the time I'd really got to know him and I was doing the late-night movies on Channel 9 uh, after the Don Lane show, uh, I got to see Bert quite often because of his association with with Don. But, look, he was um, always very kind to me, always gave me a good kudos whenever there was an opportunity to lift my game and give, my, give me a little plug for something. Bert was always the first one in. And, of course, when he uh, morphed over to the 10 Network, with his morning show, uh, he was the first on the phone to uh, give me a regular spot yeah. on the morning program. So that that sort of again, it kept us oldies that have been been there, done that from the old, you know, the sixties and seventies. It gave us a move into the 2000s on TV, which is not there anymore today. It's a sad thing. No, I, I don't uh, get to watch much morning television, but I don't know if Sunrise and Today actually uh, have musical guests on really much, Look, do they? Look, they do, they do have them on, but it's usually if someone is selling some, you know, some major act like Jimmy Barnes or someone putting out a new C- CD or Jessica Malboy, or, which I can understand, but the oldies like myself and, Russell Morris, you know, um, Ross Wilson, Brian Cat, all us guys, unless we're doing something really out, outrageous, 
uh, the, the chances of, of appearing on a, a Sunrise show uh, are very slim. However, in saying that, when we've done things like the rock and roll festivals and I've appeared at parks or a Coolie Cool and Gatter Rocks Festival, we've been lucky enough to uh, grab a little appearance on the morning show. So that sort of keeps us in the mix. But unfortunately, uh, because we're not doing the Australia's Got Talent or any of those voice shows, um, there's not many avenues anymore on television to be seen. It's a shame. That, that, you know what you should do? You should apply to go on The Voice. <laughs> be I one, know, but I don't want to wonderful. ruin my reputation. <laughs> If, if they say, oh, no, you're not good enough. Oh, oh yeah, no, one, no one's chair turns around and you're standing there scratching no, your look, head. Unfortunately, going, it's, it, look, unfortunately, I, you know, we, we, obviously we talk about things like that, but I think I let sleeping dogs lie. Um, I'm, I'm sort of lucky that I've had over 60 years of still doing what I love doing and let's give other kids a go, good on them. And uh, we just keep doing what we do, which is really we're looking after the baby boomers era. They're the ones who come to our shows in a you know, regularity, in regular regular time, and uh, we so much appreciate that they still love to be seen and mix. It's so funny because they bring out photos. Oh, remember this photo of you and me in 1968? I mean, oh, my God, I was only 20 <laughs> or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're meeting you and we're all old people in our 70s, so to speak. And uh, but look, they've still followed us all those years, and it's a it's a it's such an honour to be still recognised and keep uh, people still like to come and see you sing. And and I love what you do. Like you've got a gig coming up uh, not far from me, actually, because I'm I'm in the Baldwin sort of area, but just heading out a bit further to Croydon. You've got a gig on uh, Sunday, April fourteenth. Uh, you, yes, you've look, got, you've got look, a show. A, uh, look, absolutely. Thanks so much, Sai. The uh, the show, this particular show, uh, which is being produced by a, a friend of ours, Greg Lynch, who's very well known in the music business. Greg has put together a thing called the, a memorial, an Aussie memorial show, and really it's for the baby boomers to remember the songs of Judith Durham and the Seekers and Olivia Newton-John together with me doing things like the Johnny O'Keefe story. And we've even got our friend Peter Sullivan from Hey Hey It's Saturday playing some great keyboards and doing some Liberace. But in <laughs> the end, we are looking for a Sunday afternoon when people would prefer to go out rather than the nighttime. I know a lot of people come to the – in fact, in the last five years, it's amazing how many afternoon shows on Sundays have become as popular as going out when we were younger on the Fridays and Saturday nights. People love going on a Sunday over. So, yes, we're doing a, an afternoon show at the Dorset Gardens Hotel on the 14th of April at 2 o'clock, and the idea is come along and – Grab a bit of Aussie memorial nostalgia, and I, I love I love the fact that people have uh, I was going to say warmed, but they've grasped the idea that you, going out at night isn't always the best thing. If you can go out in the afternoon, like you you wake up, you sleep in in the morning, you get up and you sort of lounge around the house, have a, a bite to eat or something, you know, mid morning, and then two o'clock in the afternoon you wander off to a place like the Dorset, you see a great show, maybe then you stick around and have dinner at the pub or whatever, well, and then you. Good. Head home, and it's still light, and you get an oh, early night. Light. So it's just oh, look, it's terrific. Uh, that's look in, in all over the country because uh, currently I'm touring out of Queensland and New South Wales right now until another three weeks or so. But touring around, we've been doing almost every although we're doing weekend shows, Fridays and Saturdays, almost every Sunday we have a show during the day at different places, different clubs. Why I think the clubs are recognizing now that people do enjoy coming out. Uh, in a daytime atmosphere, yeah. enjoying an afternoon, like you said, and by five o'clock they go home for, or they have dinner and go home and it's an early night for them, but they still get to do everything they were doing years ago on a Saturday night. And uh, by the way, this show 
features as Olivia Newton-John, the gorgeous Andrea Lees, who's Ronnie Lees' daughter, the yes. uh, famous tenor. She's coming to do that. And Leslie Martin, one of my favourite uh, singers that does the uh, Judith Durham show around Australia, she'll be featuring as Judith Durham and the Seekers. So we're going to – look, again, it's a tribute show. We, we know it. That's what it is. But it is an Aussie memorial show. And once again, uh, at the uh, with the Dorset Gardens, they're always very kind to us, giving us uh, an afternoon. And this will be on the 14th of April – and uh, if anyone wants to make a booking, is it okay if I mention how to do that? Yeah, Simon? go for it. Absolutely. Oh, please. Well, look, if you've got a pen there, grab a pen. It's 9725-6211, 9725-6211. And you can pick it up from reception at the Dorset Gardens. It's only $25, and uh, it's a full show with, as I said, Judith Durham, Olivia, Izzy Dye doing his Greece show. And, and look, if we want people to come along and say hello to us, Tell us that they've listened to Simon in the morning uh, in the, in, in, and on his on his program, and uh, I'll give him a kiss on the lips. <laughs> well, no, you're not allowed to today, are you? Oh, no. yes, you can. Yeah, stuff. Oh, every, stuff. Right, everyone who right. gets upset with stuff like that, yeah, they can all get nicked. It's it's, <laughs> it's good, good, good clean well, fun. It's good, good fun. Now, Izzy. Uh, now we we should get into sort of uh, a, a bit of the the history and the and the life of Izzy Die because I, I, I love doing that. Uh, Thanks, so, mate. so let's go back to where Izzy Die was born. When, when did that all happened for you. Was, what year I, are we I was looking? Born in, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a post boomer. Of course, after the war, I was born in Austria, in uh, a post post concentration camp in Austria. So my father was a doctor, and of course, we came out to Australia uh, when we were very young. Only I was only five years of age when we came out to Australia, and and uh, was the best thing my father ever did to come to Melbourne because. Uh, we found that the Jewish population in Melbourne was a terrific one, and and my father was a singer in the in the, the cantor in the synagogue in Turek, and I was I came up and learnt to sing in the choir when I was a very young fellow, six, seven, eight years of age. So it sort of gave me my little grounding in front of an audience, mate. Yeah, and and once you perform in front of the audience and you realise you like it, that's it, you're hooked. Well, you know, look, that's, that's, look, it's not unlike the Al Jolson story. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing myself to Jolson, who was an absolute genius and a wonderful superstar, and I loved his music. But his father was the cantor in the synagogue. He was also in the choir, and he wanted to break away from that tradition and go in and become the jazz singer. So it's sort of similar to myself. I broke away from the tradition of the synagogues and went in to start doing the school dances and the church dances and synagogue dances. And one thing led to another, and then uh, I joined the uptight team and um, Happening 70s with Ross D. Wiley and all the boys, and, and the rest was history because I was lucky enough to be then on television every week. And, of course, when you're on TV every week, uh, all of a sudden you're a name, a household name, and you can start touring around Australia performing and doing what you love doing. Well, your parents, like, I can't quite imagine that uh, after your parents go through the hardship of, of what was you know, the, the Second World War uh, and coming out to Australia for a fresh new start and your dad being a doctor, there's something in me that says, I don't think they would have been thrilled with your choice to go into show business, would they? They, they, would, they would be quite... You're saying that, you're perfectly right. There was, there was, always, there was always that sort of, oh, no, look, my, my father was being a doctor, saying, look, you really need to be doing something like a council law or something like that. You can still sing on the weekends and do what yes. we do. But in the end, I guess... Although I was I, – I, look, I was lucky because Ken Brodziak and um, and uh, a couple of people from his company came up to me and said, look, we've got a show called Hair coming up or a TV program with John Burgess, baby John, called uh, 
up the called uh, Turning On with Baby John. Yeah, yeah. She said, do you want to do one of either the hair show or the TV show? We'd love you to come on board. So I chose the television program, which then gave me instant five nights a week on TV. And, of course, I wasn't going to go back to studies after that. And all of a sudden, um, my parents thought, oh, it's not a bad idea. He's, he's, he's getting known and getting a lot of work. And remember, in those days, if you're getting $25 for a, for a singing – that was like a week's wages singing for an hour in a club. So it wasn't too bad at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. I'm glad they came around because I – They did, I, they did. Yeah, I, I, could, I could just picture them saying, well, it's all right for fun, but what are you really going to do with your life? Well, that's a, what, what are you really going to do with your life? Well, that's it. <laughs> look, fortunately, by, by the time my parents passed away, but by the time my father passed away in the 70s, I was already on television and I, I, I'd made a name for myself and, of course, my career had taken off. So that was, was all, it all was forgiven. The only thing that wasn't forgiven was my first car was a Volkswagen and my father demanded me that I was not allowed to park it anywhere near the house. Oh, because yes. Of its, because of its tradition, which was, I guess, that's, that was his take on it, of his tradition of uh, the Volkswagen being the uh, the car of the German popular yeah, folk, was. you know. Yeah. yeah, of course. But which, of course, I guess when you look back on it and you have that uh, that terrible tragedy in the Holocaust, that's what you think of. But, uh, yes, I had to park it down the street and around the corner. I couldn't tell my friends <laughs> and people that I had a Volkswagen, but, which I enjoyed, by the way. I loved the little VW. I did enjoy it. Isn't that interesting? It's, uh, I, I can I can fully understand that that would uh, that that would be the case that uh, your your dad wouldn't be happy with that. He wasn't happy with it, but you know, look in saying that, uh, my father had some other great attributes. Uh, um, he, he taught me, he let me drive his car when I was like sixteen at in the university grounds. I used to just drive around in the university grounds, just learning how to go stop, start, stop, start. So he had those parts were good. I was uh, by the time I was. I was 17, 18, ready for a license. I was, I was experienced driver, and uh, <laughs> yes, I'm still, I'm still a musical truck driver to this day, Simon. Yeah, that was, that's wonderful. Now, is he the um, all the TV shows you've appeared on over the years? I, I, I would imagine you did all the music shows, Bandstand, Commotion, uh, yes, all of those. The Go Show, look, Go we, Show, yeah. Remembering, remembering that in the sixties is when all the TV shows were really at their peak and we had, you know, Bandstand, The Ghost Show, Happening 70s, Uptight, and then coming into, you know, the uh, the Baby John show. So once again, most nights of the week you were able to appear on TV. Then in the 70s it morphed into the Tonight shows, you know, with Bert and with Don Lane. So again, it became even more prestigious because you were appearing at nighttime on a national television program and of course I, I appeared with Don Lane many many times and that really um, enhanced my career nationally I guess it made me more of a cabaret act so it, I morphed from being uh, a pop star type of thing into being more of a cabaret artist and that uh, gave me much more of a longevity in business and I was able to then tour Sydney clubs and Brisbane and etc Adelaide and do more of the cabaret style but then you really had to have a good strong two-hour show to be able to perform. Now when you're um, the swinging 60s young Izzy all having a lot of fun <laughs> and stuff out there but then you became a parent so uh, marriage and, a, and becoming a parent you've got how many kids I, I know of one I've of got three two. now one for my first marriage which was Bianca and of course she's the radio star from up here in Queensland yes and uh, my other two children uh, with my 
wife, Janice. But Janice and I have been together now. We've been 40 years together. So my second marriage has lasted 40 years, thank goodness. Yes. But my two kids, are no, they're not, not interested in show business at all. They love the music. They love my music. They come to my shows. But, uh, no, they're, they're not going to continue the tradition. I think they realise, Simon, that it takes a long time to be an overnight success. It, it takes does. a lot of hard work, mate. Yes, it does. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of schlepping, as they say, in our business. Well, well Bianca, has done, Bianca has done particularly well for herself in radio. She's she's won awards and things that I couldn't hope to win. Uh, so she's she's done very well there. But very the, the, well, no. The, the question I was going to ask, though, was uh, so go, going from you know, the, the fun of, of the 60s, uh, showbiz being what it is, which is you know, precarious at best, uh, yeah. when, you, when you hit the 70s and you had Bianca, uh, was there any pressure there to say, okay, well, you've, you've actually got to get a day job as well as doing the music stuff? Uh, look, but I actually I invent, I, I reinvented my career in the mid years after my daughter was born. If you remember the 70s, I know you were only a baby then, but the people who remember the 70s, it was the disco era. And, of course, great music, but it did put all of the people like myself from the 60s that were more cabaret rock and rollers, it put us out of work. Yeah. Basically, we had jobs. But So when I realised that Hal Todd was going to retire from Channel 9, I came to Channel 9 with the idea of doing a late-night movie show and uh, hosting it. And, uh, yeah, they put me on for 10 years and um, I was the late-night movie host on Nine and then I went to Sydney Nine and Brisbane Nine. So it it did actually completely um, change my career, my lifestyle. It did – look, I did very well out of it as far as financially, but I realised that I was not going to continue as a pop star then. I had to then morph into more cabaret, more comparing jobs and TV. Yeah. And, of course – it all turned around, thankfully, in the 90s when uh, you know, I finished the television and all of a sudden I'm back on the road touring and I've been 25 years touring again and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for it that I'm back in doing what I love doing, Si. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, now, right. Izzy, let's get on to uh, some favourites. That's uh, yes, the, for sure. the name of the thing and we, we really should get to some. So I've, sure. got, I've got 50 things here. We don't do them all. We just do a handful. But I close my eyes, I point at my uh, bit of paper here and then I ask, what is your favourite blah? So here we go. So Izzy Die, what is your favourite uh, actor? My favourite actor? Um, I'd say Robert Downey Jr. would be right up there with one of my favourite actors and uh, certainly Sir Michael Caine. I think he would be, if I if I was to say an all-time great actor, I've always loved Michael Caine. He came from the left of centre with his Cockney accent and he's turned out to be one of the greatest actors, um, you know, and yeah. and part actors uh, in in history. So Michael Caine. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. <laughs> he he would like if I was to list a top five, he would certainly be one of them. Yeah, uh, terrific. Yeah, oh, he's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Uh, Izzy Die favorite home cooked meal. Oh, okay. Favorite home cooked meal. Well, look, I guess you know I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so um, yeah, my wife would, would might cook uh, a nice. Um, Say a, 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 a nice steak, but not not yeah you know, like medium rare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> medium rare steak with uh, with vegetables. Oh yeah, lots of broccoli and uh, plenty of of the three veggies and all that stuff. So I do like that. But I'm not averse to my favourite, which is the Thai tom yum soup. 
I think the Thai Tom Yum soup, we don't make it. But if I was to say one of my favourite dishes, I'd say the Thai Tom Yum uh, chicken soup is just wild. When, when you when you eat it, you just think, oh, my goodness, how do they make these amazing soups? But these Thai people are incredible, you know. Wonderful. Um, oh, this next one's not very rock and roll, really, but uh, <laughs> favourite board game? Favourite board game? Well, I, I used to like playing Monopoly. Yeah. Because it was one of those things where you were up against your best your best friends and family and we're going to get you and I'm going to buy six houses and own three cottages and, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Monopoly game was always, you know, do not pass go, do not collect 200 or go straight yep. to jail. It was one of my favourites. I think it lost a bit when it morphed into all the other b- Monopoly games. We had the old traditional one and uh, – I must admit, I did love playing it when I was young, although I do say I have not played it for many years. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'm playing it in real life now, Si. Oh, exactly, yes. <laughs> Buying and selling hotels and properties, yes. I wish. <laughs> uh, Favourite sport to play? Okay, well, isn't it amazing? The, the favourite sport that I absolutely love, I never played. Isn't that incredible? And yeah. that is soccer, football soccer. Now, it, it's amazing. I played AFL at school and, and I played hockey and I loved swimming and did all that stuff and I loved all those sports. But when it came to a sport that really grabbed me, I can't believe it, but for all these years now, the last 30-odd years, I've been watching and enjoying the uh, the sport of soccer. And uh, I've, got to, I've, got, I've grown to love it. I've gone to see some big games in, in England and, and uh, some of the Socceroo games and the Australian girls, Matildas and all that stuff. But I must admit that I wish I'd played it, but uh, I probably wasn't good enough, mate. But uh, soccer was certainly my favourite. <laughs> uh, favourite moment in the last 12 months? I think my favourite moment is seriously when I get a phone call about another show. That, that's you know, yeah. I, I keep saying to people, oh, look, they, they don't believe it, but I say it's – People say they see you on stage, like we performed this last weekend again. You know, you do two or three hours on stage on a show, and you're basically making an up another contract up on the Monday morning. You know, your your jobs are only as good as the ones you've just done and the next one. And yeah. so, to me, my favourite moment is when somebody rings or I ring them and I say, "Yes, we we'll booked you in for another show." It means that the old Izzy die at seventy-seven is still going to continue to work and have another gig down the line. So, yeah, that's my my favourite moment, mate. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, and I, I do this randomly, it's come up. Favourite singer? It's a good favorite question singer. to be asking you. Oh goodness me! Look, I, look, I know it's a ridiculous thing to say, but there are two. I've got two favourite singers. And they are certainly not in the modern era. The first one would have to be Al Jolson. I have complete love for his music since the 90s. Um, I I did listen to it when I was a young fella, but I wasn't interested in it because of the Beatles and pop music and rock and roll, Elvis and everything. But the Al Jolson story and the music of the Jolson is one of my favourites, but it's very hard to go past the greatest tenor of all time, Mario Lanza. When, ah, yes. when I'm feeling when I'm feeling a bit like I want to hear some music, my wife says, let's put on <coughs> The Student Prince. Yep. yep. <coughs> Sorry, mate. Or something of the Mario Lanza's music. And when I hear him sing the, the, the loveliest night of the year or The Student Prince songs, it puts hairs on my back and I go, oh, wow, <laughs> I love that. So Mar- Mario Lanza and... 
and the great Al Jolson. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Izzy, it's, <laughs> as always, it's just a, a delight chatting to you. You've got Thanks, uh, endless mate. energy. I, I do enjoy it when we do catch up. And uh, just a, a, again, a re- reminder, uh, Izzy has a show coming up uh, Sunday, April the 14th, uh, the 2pm at the Dorset Gardens Hotel, a tribute to uh, Judith Durham, Olivia Newton-John and Johnny O'Keefe. You would know every song. If you go along to this show, you will know every song. Do you encourage people to sing along, Izzy? Absolutely, and not only we love them to sing along, and I make sure that uh, it's sort of it's almost like a, a uh, the, the 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 um the, the songs with the great um oh, the I'm I'm thinking of um the movie songs like The Sound of Music. Oh, it's yes. almost like that where people we can watch the bouncing ball and they can sing along. But we'd love to see them sing. Please come along. As I said, Greg Lynch has put together a great show for us with even Peter Sullivan there, the great piano player, playing Liberace. And if anyone wants to make a booking, once again, please take the number, 9725-6211. Book, book it. We'd love to see you there to keep the Sundays going. We'd love to see you at the Dorset Gardens on the 14th of April. Thanks so much, Simon. Thank you so much. Yeah, good on you. Always a pleasure. That's Izzy Die.